Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment while we bring on our awesome Facebook community and get everybody under the same roof here at MHH Central. And we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, when last we left our phenomenal community, we were coming off of the heels of George Payton and Vic Fangio's press conference in which... You know, they uh, talked about a lot of key issues relating to the Broncos, specifically free agent, contract, and a little bit of draft. And then I want to say it was the next day, Friday, we learned from that local DA in Colorado, no charges, criminal, no criminal charges are to be filed on Vaughn Miller. So he's, that's, put it behind you. It's it's in the books. How does it affect, based on the what we heard from Peyton based on what we heard from Fangio as well. And there's been some other reporting kind of going around that we can get to, but how do you see that affecting things moving forward? Well, it certainly obviously helps Vaughn case out. You know, even George Payton admitted the day before he was waiting for the serious situation to play out before they explored a restructured contract. But I still want to know what that serious situation was. Was it domestic violence? What did he do exactly to warrant a criminal investigation? But we've been saying for a while, weeks now, Chad, no news is good news. You know, I feel like if it was actually serious and he was going to get charged, we would have heard more about it, more details. But it helps him out, certainly. He can focus on, and the Broncos can focus on, reworking his contract and keeping him in Denver for at least 2021. I look for that to happen. I mean, just <clears throat> excuse me, just based on what Peyton had to say, I mean, he said it in multiple different ways. He said it in answer to more than one question, we want Vaughn back. And then there was an interesting little sit down between Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network and James Palmer, who is, of course, NFL Network's Bronco beat writer, in which uh, Palmer waxed poetic about how much because, you know, we learned again on Thursday, too, that Peyton and Vic Fangio are very like minded. They've actually hit it off to a point that actually has surprised Peyton. He didn't expect it to be that good of a relationship that early and have that much in common. And from what Palmer said, they Fangio has gone a long way to help Peyton 
catch the vision of a Vaughn Chubb duo because of how good Vaughn was looking in camp last summer before that ankle injury. So if indeed Peyton and, and Vic are that like-minded, Zach, I could see them saying, look, let's just either, you know, bite the bullet and pick up the option or coming to some kind of a, an extension that's going to maybe minimize the cap hit this year, but keep Vaughn pretty well paid and give him the chance to maybe retire a Bronco two, three years from now. Well, it kind of concerns me if Peyton is taking his cues from Vic Fangio, considering how Fangio feels about Von Miller and his previous comments on Von Miller. Uh, but he, a lot of the fan base, it's shocking to me, more so than Philip Lindsay, you know, more so than Melvin Gordon, more so than these other, you know, uh, second tier type players. Broncos country is treating Von Miller like he's a jag, you know, get rid of him. We don't need him. Move on. This is a future Hall of Famer who was the savior and the linchpin of the team last, almost the last decade. So I don't understand why people are so quick to cut bait because, like you said, Chad, he was primed for a big season last year. He ended up stepping the wrong way and hurting his ankle. It couldn't. Ha- it could happen to anyone, and it will happen to anyone else. But why get rid of a legend who still has gas left in the tank? If this was 39-year-old, 40-year-old Von Miller and he was obviously done, I would say, you know what, he's not worth the money. And he's not worth paying $20 million this year, but he is worth retaining on a a more structured contract that helps the Broncos spread out his cap hits and helps them financially. He still has it. He's still Von Miller. And if only for his leadership, if only for the cachet that he brings to Dove Valley, I would bring him back. I can't see George Payton again, considering how he wants to maintain and build the nucleus of the team. That nucleus starts with Von Miller. I mean, he is the guy in Denver and I can't see Payton moving on. We had a glimpse, right? In, in 2018, we got to see in Bradley Chubb's rookie season what having what that dynamic edge duo is like again. Because Vaughn's always had that compliment. You know, he had Elvis first couple of years in the league. Then he had uh, DeMarcus Ware. And that 2018 campaign with Chubb was pretty impressive. I mean, they combined for 26 and a half freaking sacks. So I can see, Zach, why Vic Fangio, who – he hasn't quite gotten to have that. I mean, kind of a little bit in 2019 before Chubb got hurt. But in one year for Fangio, Chubb was gone. And then year two, Miller's gone. So I can see why maybe he's up there kind of pining for, you know, uh, importuning Peyton to say, hey, let's just find a way to get this done. Because remember, he's under pressure. I mean, Vic Fangio's got to win this year. All right. And you know what? What did Fangio and George Payton just watch about a month ago? He watched the Buccaneers win a title by beating on the Chiefs. And how did they beat the Chiefs to win that title? By playing really stellar defense. And how did they play really stellar defense? They had pass rushers come from every angle. The interior, the outside, the inside. Why would you want to hamstring yourself in a division that has Derek Carr, Mahomes, Justin Herbert? You need pass rushers. No team has ever had too many pass rushers. Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed are good, you know, to to really good, but having Von Miller in there makes them great when he's healthy. And I just can't see George Payton divorcing from that this year. Guys, we have a lot to get to tonight. Um, still several issues, several key talking points and little news nuggets that have popped up over the Bronco weekend. Plus, we're excited to welcome on, and we had to structure it on a Sunday because of schedules, one of the great members of our community Everyone knows him as DW96734. We know him as Dale, one of our great MHH superstars. We can't wait to meet him. Uh, Make sure you're following the podcast on Facebook. We urge you to go open Facebook while you're watching the show or listening and search Huddle Up Podcast, like, and follow. What that does for you is not only are you going to get access to the 
awesome content we have planned for that page here in the very near future, but it automatically enrolls you into the drawings that we're going to be doing each and every week. So randomly selected, as long as you're both liking and following the page, you're going to be uh, entered into when our raffles, which we give away a little swag, might be a hat, might be a t-shirt, might be a face mask, might be a huddle up podcast mug. So take care of that. Also connect with us on Twitter at huddle up pod. The main account is at mile high huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, as you can see on screen here at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen, and of course our producer, you know him as Buona Beast. On Twitter, it is at John K M H H. We also like just a gentle reminder: if you're in a position, check out the merch store, HuddleUpPod.com, and get your swag on. Get a hat, get a T-shirt. Just another way to support what we're doing here. And also, hopefully, you didn't miss out on episode nine of Kelberman's Corner this morning. It was great uh, little segment, Zach, that you and Kim had kind of going over some of the hot takes that there, that were there to be extracted from George Payton's press conference. And it was, a, I mean, that that community, that following the supporters has, has just grown exponentially over the last few weeks. And it was even great to see one of the great Bronco players, a guy who was drafted last year, that dude's mother, as a supporter of MHH, in the chat, showing love, contributing to the conversation. So good job on that. And by the way, if you want access to that Kellerman's Corner segment, hot takes that hold water, it's every Sunday at noon, you got to go become a supporter at Mile High Huddle Facebook. So just go open up Facebook, find the main page, facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. You'll see the big blue button to become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. And then last thing, if you're not in a position to do those things, we just ask that you, number one, subscribe. All right. Number two, like this video. You guys have no idea how much just a simple like on YouTube and Twitter while you're watching helps us out. And number three is the litmus test. If we are doing a good job for you, even if we might disagree at times on some of the issues, you respect the effort, you appreciate what we're doing, share this video out there, help us continue to grow. And we are growing. We are this close now, Zach, to 10,000 subs on YouTube. Facebook, we're about to cross over to 100,000. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs can make a difference every day. That's why we're bringing back our daily medium sub special. Enjoy a different handcrafted medium sub at a special price for every day of the week. From Meatball Monday to Italian Sunday. Get it for a limited time only at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your pickup order. All right, the time has come. Let's bring on one of our great MHH Mount Rushmore superstars. Dale, you guys know him in the chat as DW9734. Thank you so much for making some time for us. Dale, it's been great to, to chat with you a little bit in the green room before we went live. How are you tonight, my friend? I'm great. It's great to bring a little love from the islands here to uh, all you Broncos fans there in Broncos country and, uh, you know, to mix it up a little bit. We just got schooled before we went live. Dale was explaining to us just some of the geographical uh, distinctions between the different islands of of Hawaii and where he's at specifically. 
suffice to say, the takeaway is there's a difference between the main island and the big island, which for you know uh, continental Americans like us is is news to me. I've never been there. So, Dale, as someone who is, we were commenting on this too before we went live. How many Broncos fans? I mean, we get a lot of people in the chat, a lot of superstars as well. I should say several superstars from Hawaii. Why do you think there are so many Broncos fans in Hawaii? And then also, how did you become such a passionate, outgoing, dedicated Broncos fan? Uh, well, for the first one, uh, there's there's actually it's more 49ers fans, Broncos fans, and you know, of course, you got Raiders fans. Uh, sh- strewn all about, but uh, I think Elway for some reason, uh, the islands just took to Elway in his heyday, you know, and uh, you know that's the only thing that I can come up with. Nothing outside of that. Um, for myself, <clears throat> you know, I'm a military brat, and uh, I used to live in this little little town north of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and I went to Denver Elementary School. And our Pop Warner team was the Denver Broncos. We had the same insignia on our helmet as uh, the Broncos did. And I started rooting for them when they went to the Super Bowl there against Dallas with Craig Morton as, a, as the quarterback. And although they lost, I <clears throat> that was the first time I really started cheering for them. And then, uh, but when they drafted Elway about four years later, uh, I really started to pay attention. And, you know, I, I've been a Broncos fan steadfast uh, ever since. My whole family is, all my kids. So we fly up there when we can, take in a game. Love it. Have a daughter up there right now, too. Oh, okay. Uh, First of all, Dale, thank you for your service. And uh, second of all, I always ask on the podcast, what's your favorite memory since you've been a Broncos fan? Your best overall memory, probably winning a Super Bowl, but, you know, contrastly, what's your worst, least favorite memory? What's the, the memory that you think of that just causes you to have PTSD about Denver? Okay, well, <clears throat> I have a lot of great memories. You know, everybody loves to drive uh, and uh, the winning of the sur- first Super Bowl. But what I like to tell people uh, uh, of is uh, when <clears throat> during 97, 98, uh, Denver was playing Dallas when Dallas still had Aikman and uh, Irvin and, and Emmett. And I had a friend that we went to church together and <clears throat> we were going to, we had a little bet going and we were going to watch the game after church. He dug out, he had access to my house. He dug out, went, went to my place and put Cowboys gear all over my living room. And uh, we started, I got home from church, man. I had all this stuff. I said, okay, you know, let's see what happens. And in that game, Terrell ripped off uh, two back-to-back touchdowns, both of them over 59 yards. First one for 59, next one for 63 on back-to-back touches. And uh, we, we basically ruined him. And uh, <clears throat> I, I made him I, – I stood over him and, and told him, you know, how dare you bring that – Cowboys trash into Broncos country. Get out of here, you know, get it out of my house, take it all down. And, you know, that's one of my, my favorite memories anyway. That's funny. I mean, there's a couple of big memories. If you're a Broncos fan that are tied to the Cowboys, you just mentioned one of them, of course, uh, in the Super Bowl. that there's also the uh, big Peyton Manning, Tony Romo shootout from 2013. The Broncos barely edged him out. But one of my favorite memories of uh, Broncos Cowboys going at it was that Thanksgiving game. It was a rare game in which the Broncos played on Thanksgiving. And of course they drew the Cowboys who commonly do play on that day. And it was that day that Ron Dane, former Heisman trophy winning running back from Nebraska, I want to say, yeah, Nebraska, who was kind of a reclamation project that Mike Shanahan was like, look, 
you flamed out here, you flamed out there. Let's bring him into our system and see if we can make some some magic. And sure enough, he didn't have one of those big, huge, you know, thousand plus yard seasons for the Broncos. But that particular game against the Cowboys, I want to say it was like it was post Portis. So I want to say it was like oh four ish, oh three, oh four, something like that. Anyway, uh, he went off the chain over a hundo beat and they and the Broncos beat the Cowboys. But uh, nevertheless, back to some key issues at hand. And by the way, gang, any direct questions you have for Dale, get them in the chat. Any supers, we will try to make time for them if uh, if time allows. So get them in there. John will be keeping an eye out. But, Dale, we want to get uh, your thoughts on some of the current issues of the moment. And as you heard us talking about at the top of the show, of course, a lot of questions swirling around Vaughn. And yeah. in the beginning, it all centered around what was going to happen with that criminal investigation now he was not charged which means there was no or at least not enough evidence of criminal wrongdoing for the authorities to press charges that being said it's in his rear view the broncos have apparently received assurances that there will not be any forthcoming charges how do you think that affects i'm gonna ask you the same question i asked zach at the top of the show how do you predict that affects what's happening between him george payton is it going to be vaughn the Broncos picking up Vaughn's option and he just plays out the last year of his deal on this 17 and a half million bucks. Or do you think they end up button heads moving on or is it an extension? Well, they're going to have to work that out, you know, and the financial aspects of it is definitely going to, you know, be the main factor. I think, you know, my hope is that they, they hold on to Vaughn. You know, he is a hall of famer. I don't want to watch our hall of famer go to some other team in the last few years of their, of his, of his uh, playing career and light it up, you know, like DeMarcus did for, for us, you know, uh, uh, when he came from Dallas. Uh, I just – we all know he's going to flame out sometime. I just assume he flame out with us. We'll know when it's time. He'll know when it's time, and, and we'll move on. You know, but I hope they get it worked out, and I, and I hope he stays with us and gives us the last few best years and bring leaves – and I'm with Zach. You know, keep that leadership in here, and, I, and I'm really glad that uh, he's not going to be charged so that we don't have to deal with that. Dale, I don't want to presuppose anything about you, but are you on? I have a two-part question for you. Are you on the Drew Lock bandwagon? Are you a Drew Lock critic? Where do you stand with number three going into this season? I I, I like what I've seen out of Drew. He's not perfect, uh, but he's had to uh, overcome a lot of uh, a lot for a young quarterback. You know, coming into this league, uh, the inconsistency, the changing of uh, the offensive coordinators. Um, but I like you know. What I see uh, with him at the line of scrimmage a lot of times, yes, he's made bad decisions. All young quarterbacks do. But I see him struggling to understand what he's looking at. And I, and, and I like when he makes the right decisions. And, uh, you know, I, de- I definitely believe that he deserves another chance. Um, the last thing we want to do is let him let him go and figure out that he actually was a really good quarterback, you know. So uh, let's keep him here and, you know, see what happens. The second part to my question, uh, sorry, Chad, real quick. No, you're good. Sorry. Would you go after Deshaun? How do you feel about the Deshaun Watson trade talk? Would you make that deal if you were the GM, Dale? It all depends on the cost, you know, and I would I would strive not to let go of Drew in that, in that scenario. I'd rather give up, you know, a few draft picks, you know, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not for selling the farm for anybody. You know, if he comes in here and gets hurt, <laughs> you're done. You right. know, you're done. Let's build a team, you know, and get the best quarterback we can and develop him or bring in a, a veteran that's going to be able to drive the boat and, and do the best we can. 
coaching is huge. Yes. Preach. Dale. Yes, it is. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, Dale, that um, <clears throat> Zach asked our last guest, the last superstar we had, but I'm going to, I'm going to phrase it to you in a little bit more family friendly uh, posture. And that is <laughs> Justin Simmons, <Yeah>. Shelby Harris. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Uh, we've already discussed Vaughn. So let's just keep it Shelby Harris, Justin Simmons, and let's throw in Kareem Jackson, who's, Question: Whose future as a Bronco is also up in the air right now, as addressed by George Payton on Thursday. If you really had to boil it down to hold on to one of those guys at all costs, is it Justin Simmons? And if so, why? I think it is. You know, I mean, he's young, and he's in just the first couple years. He's he's uh, shown himself to be a playmaker, an impact maker. And we don't even know if we've seen the best years of him. I think Shelby has been a, been a project. You know, he plays a very hard to, a position that, that uh, you know, when you're young, it's hard to excel in. And he's getting better. And, and I love the way that he comes up in big moments. But I don't think on that back end, you know, that's the last stance. And I think it's really important. And I'm definitely a, a Kareem Jackson proponent. I mean, he's got the most swag. He brings all the swag to our defense, you know, big hitter you know, big moments, and, you know, I want to hold on to him and, and, and if, if there's any way possible. But I think if you got to, you know, wheedle it down, you got you to gotta keep Justin. All right. Real quick, Zach. John, we've got one from John Houston, uh, two from John Houston, one about uh, he mentions Trubisky, uh, and another one addressing Dale specifically, and then one from Mark, and then we'll let Dale go here. Uh, so here's John, wants to know specifically D-Dub, do you agree Locke got a raw deal this past season with, with just, I guess, the pandemic, the injury, his guys getting hurt, the, the first-year coordinator that he had to learn that scheme without OTAs, without preseason? Your answer. Well, I'm not, I'm not for raw dealing anybody. You know, what happened happened, and Locke's either got to step to the table or, and get over it and, and, and master the situation, or he's not going to. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate what he had to uh, navigate, you know, over this past season. It's not ideal, and it's, uh, you know, definitely not what most uh, young rookie quarterbacks or young quarterbacks come in and have to deal with. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, it is what it is. I want to see how he handles it. I want to see how he charges into the situation. I want to know if he's going to make excuses for himself. That's a, that's a big deal. Own up. Own up to your mistakes. You know, put your nose to the grind, you know, and get better. And he's got all the talent and all the potential in the world. And I've seen snippets, you know. And, and, and like I said before, I think a four a four interception game is is not as much of an indicator of a, being a bad quarterback as three and four touchdown passing uh, uh, games are as being an indicator of somebody who can be a good quarterback. If you look at the stats, mm-hmm. so uh, I I think Drew's got a lot more in him, and I hope I hope we get to see it play out. I really do. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Put industry leading, difference making, 
and tomorrow's shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash Farm Energy Assessment. All right. One, uh, one from Mark Langley as well. By the way, also, Mark, John, appreciate the super chats, my friends. And everyone else, our great supers who are waiting patiently, we're going to get to you. Trust. But Mark wants to know, he says, first of all, he's got, just got a message for you. He says, what's up, my guys? And DW, what's going on, big dog? And Mark, you know, he's almost on the other <clears throat> almost on the other side of the world, being that he's in Georgia and you're in Hawaii. So shout out from Mark. Yeah, yeah it's great to uh, get in here and mix it up with you guys, Mark. Uh, I know I, I see you in here every time. And uh, um, there's, there's Broncos fans all over the place. And, uh, you know, I just love coming in. Uh, I, like the, I like the atmosphere in this podcast. You know, you guys have a, have a good salt and pepper uh, bite here. I love I love the Zach fieriness and you know, but you guys are, are both able to communicate your positions well, and and they're they're smart, you know, and and so are are the people that are listening in here. Uh, it's a great mix. Love the girls, you know, that come in and, and mix it in as well. Uh, we're <laughs> it's co-ed, and so uh, <laughs> yep. you know, pretty much got it on. It's a great community. I like it. A, a lot of a lot of thoughtful people in here. All right, Dale, last one, and this is from John Houston again, John. Oh, we got one more, John, saying uh, from John Houston again. So this one and one more. Um, John says, no one's talking about Mitchell Trubisky at all. A pro bowler, solid stats. He's a good runner. He would be a solid backup to push Drew Locke. Do you agree? We'll, 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 we'll uh, withhold our reply. What's your thought? I think uh, Trubisky's he's had a number of years here, and uh, you know sometimes moving teams uh, lights a fire under somebody, uh, and that that remains to be seen what he would do with a situation like that. I think uh, he's capable for sure of running the team, and uh, I don't think he's had all that that mu- that many weapons you know to to play with up there in Chicago. Maybe True. come down here and 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 they help design you know plays around him that are going to really help him uh, thrive a little more, but. Uh, you know, nothing is telling me at the, at the moment that, that he's going to excel too far beyond what he has already. So, Agree. Before we grab Poppy here, though, Zach, I want your take on Trubisky, on the Trubisky question. You know, like Dale touched on it, I've been saying this for, you know, years now. It all comes down to coaching. So if mm-hmm. Trubisky couldn't cut it with Matt Nagy, who is a much better offensive mind than Pat Shermer, what is he going to come here and do? And what is he going to, as a backup, what is he going to teach Drew Locke that Drew Locke can't learn on his own? To to fail, to be a first-round bust? Trubisky is a guy almost in the same Sam Darnold kind of, you know, just – I wouldn't even call them reclamation projects. I would call them damaged goods. I don't want the next project to be in Denver. If you're going to get an experienced backup quarterback, Andy Dalton's there. He's a former pro bowler. He's a former starter. He has numbers, but he's a safer quarterback. He's a smarter quarterback, and he's a better backup and mentor for a younger player like Drew Locke. Trubisky's a big no for me. All right, last one, and it's a message Excuse me, from Poppy, one of our great superstars. Always great to see you, Poppy. And she was there as well today for uh, Kelberman's Corner, and we appreciated seeing you there. Yes. And 
It's always great to have you in the conversation, Bobby. But she says, thanks for coming, D-Dub. Great to see you and listen to your take. Thanks again. So there you have it, some outpouring from fellow superstars in the community. Dale, it was a pleasure having you on. And yep. it, we're, uh, we're getting a little long here, but it flies by when you're having fun. You can see how it goes where it gets to be like an hour for us. And we're like, oh, we're over an hour. We got to get going. But thank you so much for coming on. And seriously, from the thank bottom of my heart, thanks for all your support, my friend. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Broncos. I would tell people to follow you on Twitter, but as we talked about before we went live, you got off Twitter, so it's all good. Just follow D-Dub when he's here. He'll be in the chats. He's in the chats. So, Dale, real quick, real yeah. quick, real quick. Linebacker, cornerback number nine in the draft. Where do you go? Uh, if it's Parsons, I know he's got all the issues. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be either uh, – what's the kid's name? The the corner uh, – Foster. Yeah, Farley, Farley or, Farley or uh, Mike. Yeah, impact players. Gotcha. All right, my friend. Sounds good. We love it. Again, thanks for coming on. Give our best uh, to your family as well, and uh, we'll get yeah. you back on the show maybe once some of these questions get answered out there. We can help. We can get your take analyzing what the answers are. Easy. Take care, guys. All right, brother. Appreciate you, Dale. Thanks, Great sir. to see you. Much love. There he goes. Dale's the man. This dude um, – I mean, seriously, very supportive of what we do here. Grassroots level superstar from the beginning. And uh, we don't normally have a superstar on Sundays. We like to set that aside for Wednesdays. But we're trying to iron out a day with Dale and with his work schedule, with what he does. This was the only time to get him on. And I'm glad we moved things around because he was a stud. Oh, yeah. He was knowledgeable, articulate, well-spoken. And I think he was fair in his analysis, Chad. And I like where he was going with Drew Locke, kind of towing the line of, you know, he's not a bust, but he's not the franchise quarterback. He understands that things worked against him last year. But Dale, like I am, is not in the excuse-making business. So it's put up or shut up time for Drew Locke in year three. It's nose to the grindstone. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. I thought Dale was great. I love that point. Yeah, that look, yeah. Can you say that Drew had a raw deal, so to speak? Like the question. Uh yeah, he had a raw deal, but you're in the you're in the league, man. And you gotta strike while the iron's hot. You gotta make hay while the sun is shining. You can't be living on excuses and begging off. You gotta stand up, you gotta take responsibility, and it's carp diem. It's seize the day. So and again, back to the whole seize the day issue. I think all we're really saying is Give him the chance to seize the day. And and if, if 2021 proves to be too much and he can't seize it, then there's your answer. You you gave it right. a three-year uh, swing at the plate, and it didn't work out. Real quick, Zach, let's grab this super from very patiently waiting Christian. A day, Jesus, good to see you, brother. we got to talk about getting you scheduled on the show, Christian. So reach out on uh, Twitter, DM, or on an email, milehighhuddle at gmail to us, and we'll, we'll set that up. But – Christian says, if we get Caleb Farley, the Virginia Tech cornerback, at number nine, would Jabril Cox be a good get in round two to potentially pair with Alexander Johnson? Zach, my uh, considered take on that very issue is that, yes, I would love to see a Jabril Cox in round two, but I'm wondering, I would have some serious concerns as to whether or not he's going to be there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a highly touted prospect and his, his draft stock is, is consistently on the rise. But, you know, the point remains the Broncos have to attack all levels of their defense this offseason. And George Payton again told you he likes building through the draft. Do not be surprised if he trades down from number nine to get more draft picks and to take more players and, 
a cheap way to rebuild the roster, but you know, quarterback is a need, linebacker, safety, defensive line, edge rusher, those are all priority needs for Denver. So if they went that route, I couldn't hate it too much. Here are just some quick thoughts on an article that is coming from our Luke Patterson. He has submitted it last week, been sitting on it for a couple of days just to make sure it gets out at the right time. This article will be publishing. You can read the full uh, the full article tomorrow. All right, you can look forward to this piece from Luke tomorrow. But just a couple things I want to read from his um, scouting report. And look in it, you know, this is a guy that Luke got a chance to to um, see up close and personal, right at the Senior Bowl. But he says here, um, uh, where to go? Here, let me just read a couple things. He says, Cox played a variety of positions in, in high school, including quarterback, wide receiver, safety, and corner, in addition to linebacker. So he's an athlete. What have the Broncos lacked at, at linebacker for so long is a true, you know, dynamic type athlete. While he showed pure athleticism and strength, he slipped through the radar of larger college football programs. Cox started his NCAA career at North Dakota State, where he played in 45 games for the Bisons and was credited with 258 tackles, et cetera, et cetera. A two-time All-American at NDSU and conference defender, Cox soon generated interest from Division I, from the Auburns and Alabamas, and instead became a graduate transfer to LSU. And then he goes on to talk about how he just basically played some really good ball in 2020 in the SEC for LSU. So Jabril Cox is definitely a guy I would love to see come to Denver in the second round if he lasted that long. And I don't really care who it is, though. I just want the Broncos to finally fix that pass coverage woe from a linebacker or a safety, someone that can guard tight ends one-on-one, running backs one-on-one, and I think Cox could be that guy. So I would I would like to pick if it was made. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash techcareers. And engineer your future at Deloitte. Really quick, John, to give you an update. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, chat just did a jump on me. I've got Pobby's, which we showed while she was on screen with, uh, or while we were on screen with Dale. I got her super at 639. But in between are uh, superstars such as BG, uh, Chris, Tanner. And then I guess, wow, Pobby had a, fir- a, a different super as well. Another from Tanner, Steve, and then from Brandon. So one last go around. We need BG, Chris, Tanner, Pobby, FYI. But Muhammad in the house. By the way, great job on Friday night with the Dove Valley Deep Divers doing the mock draft. It was great to see you up there, my friend, and and spitting truth and dropping knowledge. Appreciate everything you do and, and what you mean to the community, my friend. MHH, male model, as you can see in his profile pic. Shout out. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on KK today, as always, Mo, and, and shouting me out on Twitter. I did see that, and we're, we're so appreciative and grateful for everything you do, every single podcast. While John's getting uh, a couple of things queued up, I want to jump down here, bear with me one second, and grab this extremely, extremely 
generous super chat from the man you just saw on screen, T-Dub. <laughs> I mean, that just it, That's it, almost, it leaves us speechless almost. And wow. I thought it was actually quite poignant, Zach, what you said today on KK, that, you know, the amount of support we get from our great community, the you know, we address it, we, we say thank you. And seriously, when we say that it, it stuns us and it floors us, we're not kidding and how much we appreciate it. It really does sometimes leave us speechless. And that at the same time, maybe people who view this through a, a cynical lens, they might think it's, it's somehow what we say or, or our response to this um, outpouring is contrived. It's not. We. This is seriously how much we appreciate you guys. There's. This is why we, we set aside time to bring you on the show and get to know right. you because we're just so moved by the support. And Dale, um, you were just as legendary in person and talking to you and while we were broadcasting too, as I expected you to be through all these months and years of, of talking in the chat and whatnot and corresponding on emails. So much love to you, my friend. Thank you so much. And he says it was an honor to mix it up brothers Broncos for life. Sometimes we're speechless and other times Chad will talk about it literally after the podcast or before a podcast, we'll have conversations. You, uh, John and I, uh, we're literally floored and stunned and I see it on KK. I see it on the pods and, Every time we say it, we mean it more than more. Thank you so much, Dale. So, so much. Thank you, everyone out there. It blows us away, truly. There's no words for it. No doubt about it. Love you, Dale. Appreciate you, dog. Um, BG, been waiting patiently. Let's grab him also. I mean, talk about a superstar. And BG, we've mentioned it more than once. If you want to come on the show, send us an email. I know you're not on Twitter, so reach out, milehighhuddle at Gmail. Let's set up a time to get you on the show. He says, I can't live without I, – I can't live with uh, Vaughn finishing his career in another uniform. And that's something Dale touched on too. Zach, you know what would happen, dude. If Vaughn does leave, you know the Chiefs are going to move some, oh, yeah. some mountains to get him signed up and how much that would hurt for Broncos fans. I can also see him going back to his home state, playing for the Texans or the Cowboys, but whoever gets Vaughn, if not the Broncos, is going to get a player. And I thought what Dale said, the analogy he made, it'd be like letting go of DeMarcus Ware while he still had gas left in the tank and he came to Denver and he still showed that he's very capable. So that's also part of the reason, not just his leadership, not just the fact that he's a future Hall of Famer. The guy can still be very, very productive off the edge, and I don't want to cut bait with that. We got a super chat from... Chris Hernandez, bona fide, longtime superstar. We've had him on the show once before. He's coming on again March 17th, which also happens to be St. Patty's Day. So we'll uh, we'll live it up on uh, St. Patty's Day with Chris Hernandez, 24-year veteran of the United States Air Force. So much love to you, dog. He says, have a great show. I'll have to catch you later. Hashtag click those little thumbs up. That's always his message to the community. So appreciate you. And the, the reminder as well, Chris, when you, when you get to listening to this, appreciate you, doc. Thank you, Chris. Um, I want to get your thoughts on something here, Zach, because it keeps blasting the video. And so I'm, I want to grab this real quick so I can exit out of my uh, exit out of my uh, browser here. It's something that a nice piece that Mike Cliss had on Timmy P Tim Patrick and there's actually quite a few interesting remarks he made about his career, but I want to get your thoughts on what he actually had to say about Drew Locke. And it's this quote, again, this is from nine news, <clears throat> Mike Kliss, Tim Patrick said, quote, I love Drew going forward. I think he understands what he needs to do. And he understands it doesn't have anything to do with his football skills. 
And it's good to see. I've been in Denver. He's talking about like the reason why Broncos have been connected to these quarterbacks doesn't have anything to do with his football skills. And it's good to see. I've been in Denver for a couple of weeks and his approach to the game has been 100% different than it was during the season. He's one of the first guys in the building, one of the last guys to lead. He's doing the small things to be a great player in this league and understanding what you're not good at and getting it up to where your talent is. I think he understands it. I think this talk about bringing in other quarterbacks has motivated him, and I think he should have a big season this year, closed quote. So, Zach, his skill position, guys, and this was arguably his favorite target this past season, Tim Patrick, saying he has seen a new Drew this offseason, and undoubtedly, at least in Patrick's estimation, it has a little something to do with all the quarterback rumor mill. Yeah, this is a good teammate being a good teammate, but what did George Payton say in his press conference the other day, how he evaluates quarterbacks? He looks for, you know, leadership and how he is with his teammates. And I, we talked about that. Drew Locke can already check those two boxes, and this exemplifies the leadership he's built in Denver despite the struggles, despite the roller coaster, despite all the things that have happened to him in his brief starting career. Tim Patrick going to bat for Drew Locke is not very surprising. It's, again, being a good teammate, but what he said there, that the outside noise, like we we assumed, is motivating Drew Locke, and he's putting in the work to get better in the areas where he lacked. And that means accuracy. That means timing, mechanics. If he can clean those things up, Chad, I agree with Tim Patrick. You'll see a big season from number three this year. We got one also here from Tanner Hulse, a newer name on Super Chat. So appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, connect with us on Twitter so that we can keep the conversation going and shout you out after this show. John, he's also got another one that has a question about free agency. So Tanner, appreciate you. And while John pulls it up, I'm going to go ahead and read the other one here, Zach. He says, what do you guys think will be the biggest free agent signing for the Broncos? So let's maybe let's qualify it by saying the biggest outside free agent signing for the Broncos. Cause I think their primary focus this year is, kind of re-signing their own, taking care of business from their homegrown guys. But what's your answer for Tanner here, as you can see on screen? Well, quarterbacks get the headlines. So any quarterback they sign or acquire or draft or whatever, I guess it's a free agent question, that would be the biggest signing for them. Just because of the headlines, because of what it would mean for Locke, what it would mean for the season. Failing that, though, I don't see the Broncos and George Payton, despite the salary cap space they have, making a lot of bold outside moves. They're going to add some couple players here and there, cornerback, maybe inside linebacker, edge rusher, tackle, whatever, but save a majority of their action and a majority of their significant roster building for the draft. So my answer for that is either Trubisky or Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, whatever quarterback they do bring in, because I think that's inevitable now, that will be the biggest uh, signing this offseason. You know, there's something telling me the Broncos are going to make a a splash at corner. Uh, no inside info. I'm not spitting something I've been told by a source and or anything like that. But I have a feeling because you know they got to they got to they got to acquire two starting caliber guys day one because OJ Moodya, Michael OJ Moodya, the third round pick last year, who played basically starter snaps almost all year, even though. He kind of had his ups and downs, and Fangio benched him for a while and then put him back in. He could end up turning the corner and being a bona fide starting caliber number two type corner, but you can't count on that, especially with the just absolute whack-a-mole problems at corner you had last year if you're Vic Fangio. you got to bring in a couple of guys that you can actually hang your hat on, and I think one of them 
is going to come via the draft first or second round. The second guy, which would probably come first chronologically speaking, Zach, I think could come from free agency. And I'm not saying a Patrick Peterson. I'm not saying even a Richard Sherman, a famous name like that, but maybe a Xavier Rhodes, maybe a guy like that who Fangio thinks can fit the scheme. But whatever the case might be, if Fangio likes the corners, Zach, please, please, please. Don't pick a guy who has an injury history like you did with A.J. Bouye. Yeah, or a former third-round pick because that, that hasn't worked out for the Broncos historically. But, yeah, I agree with you. Whether it's a Mackenzie Alexander or Mike Hilton, they're going to sign a cornerback, and he that will get some headlines as well depending on who it is. But I just feel bringing in a quarterback, considering all the Broncos have seen the last year and all the conjecture and the rumors and Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, whoever that guy ends up being I think will qualify in a mostly quiet signing period as the biggest signing. We've got an extremely generous super from the princess of MHH, Poppy, who has been, I know last night she she showed some serious love to Mile High Insiders. She was in KK today at noon, uh, dropping some love there, and here she is again. So, Poppy, I hope you know how much you mean to us, and it's great. It's just not, it's never the same in one of our chats when you're not here. And I know that you've got your busy work schedule and you got your great family and everything, that, that requires your time and your attention and your focus. But let us just say that when you're here, we certainly appreciate it and value you. So thank you so much. And a very timely donation, Chad, for the Von Miller topic. It yep. reminds me of what the queen of the uh, podcast, Christy, does. But, Bobby, you're the princess for a reason. We tell you all the time, and we mean it more and more and more. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for your generosity and your support. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. And Like Chad said, for KK and for everyone else out there, we do this for you. We're trying to bring you the best content because we feel you deserve that for what you've done for us. So thank you so much, guys. All right, let me me grab Joshua, who's been waiting patiently. Another superstar. Good to see you, dog. Uh, Man, wait till you hear this music I've been working on, dude. One of these days I'll share it with you. Zach's heard a little snippet of it. No vocals yet on. I'm just demoing a few songs. Uh, John's heard a little bit of it. Nick's heard a little bit of it, but wait till you hear it, dude. I'm I'm actually going to be curious to get your thoughts because you come from that same background as myself in in punk rock. So uh, appreciate you, dog. He says, just showing some love, guys. Let's go Broncos. Broncos. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Steve Hearn, no direct question, but just showing a super chat. Appreciate you, my dog. Great to see you. Um, All right. Let me see here. Uh, Brandon, a.k.a. Bama Broncos. By the way, Brandon, remind me what your uh, Twitter handle is. <clears throat> I know it's something to do with Bama Broncos, but I want to say I was looking for you the other day, and I wasn't sure if I found the right account. So let me know. Appreciate you. He says, uh, if the Broncos don't re-sign Kareem Jackson, give me two players. You know that was voice to text. Tell me if I'm yes. wrong, Brandon. That's happened to me so often. Uh, uh, give me two players that you would want to bring in for the safety job. All right, so if the Broncos do not re-sign, or not re-sign, but keep – because it wouldn't necessarily be a re-sign unless they do a restructure, which is possible. But if Kareem doesn't come back, are you going for a Richie Grant type in the draft, or are you looking to see what maybe free agency? I know you talked about the Vikings. Some The Vikings have a guy that Peyton's familiar with that could maybe step in. Not exactly an apples-to-apples match to Kareem, but, you know, what you saw from – Fangio's safeties last year was Simmons and, and Jackson, as far as their roles on the back end, 
from being in the box to, you know, being the, the deep center fielder, sideline to sideline guy, they interchanged. Like it wasn't a defined role for each. They basically just switched back and forth, which was good to keep quarterbacks on their heels a little bit, but you need a safety who can do it all. You would need a safety if you move on from Jackson that can be the box thumper. They can clean up, you know, at the line of scrimmage, help you in the running game, and then also be fast enough, Zach, to go sideline to sideline and not let anything get behind him. I, I think you need a safety either way. I'm not as high on Kareem Jackson as you are or Dale was. I think he's he's just above replaceable, and his lack of athleticism really showed last year. And I want the Broncos to upgrade either now or in the future because, Chad, he's not getting any younger, and he's expensive. He's not going to be around in Denver forever. I don't know the top of my head the safeties that are out there, if we can pull up spot track or over the cap, but uh, one guy in-house is Will Parks. They can bring him back. He can be a pinch starter or a really, really good backup, but – I wouldn't look to the open market for a safety. As, as far as I know, it's kind of slim pickings there. I'm all about rebuilding through the draft. You mentioned uh, the Viking safety, Anthony Harris. He'd be a little pricey, even though he's a center fielder. I'd want the Broncos to go younger, cheaper, and higher upside through the draft. Richie Grant in the second round would be so ideal to pair with Justin Simmons. I think I'd go that way. But regardless, though, of Kareem Jackson's status, I am prioritizing safety this offseason. Uh, Chris, a.k.a. Blue Raw. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate the super. He says, I'm with Zach. Trade down like Minnesota did last year. So if you can't trade down from nine, and whether you get to the late teens or early 20s, pick up an additional second, maybe also a third-round pick, depending. You might even be able to get more than that, depending on how desperate the teams are behind you. You know, you could really accumulate, Zach, some some darts to throw at the old board. And by the way, as I serve this over to you, John, I'm going to pull up some stars on Facebook. The same Minnesota Vikings that where George Payton just came from? Uh-huh. I mean, he's, he's told you that twice now, that he loves trading back, and he, he believes in building through the draft. And I mentioned this on KK, but I want to say it now because it's an opportune time. Reading his press conference and watching his press conference and reading through the transcripts, I did not get the feeling that this is a guy who's ready to trade it all for Deshaun Watson. I see a guy who's going to be a little more conservative, a little less flashy, but he believes in what he believes in, and he's sticking to his convictions. And that, be- and that It's building the team through the draft, which is the right way to go about it. I could not be happier with George Payton as GM. Liliana Muti, thank you. She was phenomenal today during KK, and here she is again uh, giving us some stars on Facebook. Uh, being very, very generous with her stars on Facebook. There she is with 5,000 stars, 800 stars, 50 stars. So Liliana, uh, Liliani, thank you so much for the support. We got Drew Love also in the house. Good to see you, brother. Randy Jones, who was in KK as well. Some stars. I mean, I can go through this. I wish our streaming platform, uh, StreamYard, which is a phenomenal service that we use to, to stream to all these different platforms at once, I wish they had a feature that allowed us to to from the from the stream itself, rather than having to go to Facebook and do a share screen like this, Zach, to to uh, feature this, those who give us stars on on uh, Facebook and shout out to Big Earn as well. Yeah, and Liliani, uh, we appreciate your support. And just know, once again, uh, your son, Natan Muti, is going to be one hell of a player in the NFL, and I cannot wait to watch him start for the Broncos, uh, perhaps as soon as this coming season. So thank you so much. Brad Murdoch also, appreciate you, my dog. Four-week streak that he's got going with the stars, and I think that catches us up there. So appreciate everyone on Facebook with the stars. I mean, it just – it all adds up, and it all means the world to us. So thank you. Um, Oh, I just was about to click on Josh Alstrom, and it jumped me. 
Uh, so let me tell you where I'm at here real quick. Well, you got it. Perfect. 647, Josh jumped in to say, and thank you, Josh. By the way, Josh, I think I have your Twitter handle, AHL0617. Is that you on Twitter? I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not absolutely certain. So confirm for me in the chat. He says, if we trade down, let's get Greg Newsom. He's awesome. Yeah, there'd be a lot of a lot of different options, Zach, uh, for the Broncos that would make a lot of sense um, somewhere in the late teens to early 20s. But again, it depends. Like, are you trading back if it means you had the chance to draft Caleb Farley but didn't? Because that's the one thing right. where I'd be like, man, I would rather just say, hey, I don't need that extra two and three. I'm going to go ahead right. and take a lockdown corner for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, my inclination is to stay at nine and take the best available guy because either, you know, Sertan or Farley are better than everybody else in this draft class, I feel. But if they do trade down, Newsom could be a target, but also J.C. Horn, Chad. I think that could be the better option. I think he fits Fangio's defense better than Sertan, and I think he'd be the target. But Newsom's an intriguing prospect. I, I believe that he had a virtual visit or will visit with the Broncos, among many other teams. He's going to be a highly... Uh, you know, sought after prospect, but I just can't see the Broncos, like you said, trading down for the sake of trading down. If Farley's gone, Sertan's gone, and Peyton wants to collect picks, fine, but I'm not passing on the number one guy for the number four guy. But hey, you know, Newsom is garnering first round buzz. I mean, he's getting mocked to a lot of different teams in the first round. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be fun, man. We're inching ever closer, and it starts not this week, but next week. I mean, right a week from today. You'll be in the, let's see, 7, 14th, nope, the next day. So a week from tomorrow, we'll be in the beginning of the legal tampering window. That'll be Monday night when we go live. Tuesday, building the Broncos of that week, and then we come back on Wednesday night, which is the 17th, which is going to be the evening of day one of free agency. And it's going to be a whirlwind. Can't wait till it gets here. But in, realistically, though, free agency will be over by Wednesday because the legal tampering period is free agency now. And all those deals yeah. are going to get done probably Sunday night, Monday morning, Monday afternoon. I'd not be surprised if they want a quarterback. Looks like Fitzpatrick's. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. 
Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Out if they want a Dalton or if they want an Alex Smith, do not be surprised if they have a deal waiting to be signed on March 15th. Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Knight 232, we're anxiously awaiting you finally getting the device so that you can go live with us and we can have a superstar segment with you. Appreciate all you do for us, my friend, and it goes way above and beyond what everyone else sees here in the chats with a super chat or contributing to the conversation. Jeremy's actually been very helpful on multiple, multiple fronts for all MHH, so appreciate you, dog. His question, Zach, what do you make of the rumor of us trading the ninth pick? I mean, what are you speaking to specifically, Jeremy, as far as the rumor? Give me a link or DM it to me on Twitter, the link, what, where that's specifically coming from. But your thoughts, Zach? It came from George Payton. I, I don't see it as a rumor. He's literally told you in two press conferences now he believes in building through the draft and, and collecting more darts for the hypothetical dartboard chat. And just like a, a previous super chat we got said, last year in Minnesota he traded down. He believes in stacking draft picks. They are goal to him. So – it's a possibility. I don't think it's a certainty. I don't think it's a probability, but it's a definite possibility if his guy is not there at nine and he wants to rebuild the roster cheaply and smartly, he might move back. Edward Keating, another great superstar who's going to be on the show here very, very soon. I've got to remind myself what day I want to say. Levi's this week on Wednesday. Edward's on the 24th of March. So a couple weeks from now, We'll get a chance to, to talk with Edward. It's going to be a guest. So appreciate you. Thanks, Edward. He says, thanks, Chad and Zach. We need to get Miller locked down. Can't wait to come on. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. Love it, dude. And we agree. I, th- I think if there's a way to get Vaughn re-signed, you do it. But is it worth $18 million at this point? I know he looked good before that, that ankle last summer. All the buzz, man, was – I mean, he looked good. But $18 million. Here's my thing, though. They have the fifth most cap space in the entire NFL. So if, if they don't bring him back, they could bring him back at his current figure. But if they don't, even on a restructured contract, you have to wonder if that decision goes beyond money, if they don't think he has it anymore. It's going to be interesting to see how these negotiations play out over the course of, what, seven to ten days? Yep. All right, John, real quick. We got Dave, and then I'm I'm actually current, so I can, I can grab him. But after Dave, we got uh, – 
Vern the guitarist, Jamal. Good to see Jamal on Super Chat. Um, <coughs> BG, Gary, Nolan, James, John, and then uh, we'll be about out of time by then. We're, we're approaching the hour mark. So, uh, Dave, good to see you, brother, in Georgia. Another hashtag state of being superstar. He says, after last year's injury bug, I'd be tempted to triple dip on cornerbacks in the draft. Your thoughts? Thanks, guys. Hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag state of being. And by the way, Dave, email me if you want to come on the show. I think I mentioned to it, it to you live last week or the week before. But if you want to come on the show, email me. But, Zach, your thoughts on triple dipping. I mean, the Broncos did that at wide receiver last year. Yeah, I mean, I think my preference is to just sign a mid-tier veteran and then take two cornerbacks in the draft because they have way more needs. I didn't agree with them taking three receivers last year, Chad. I thought they got a little egregious there. You really only need a couple more. So sign, let's say, Mike Hilton, let's say, Mackenzie Alexander, whoever, and then draft Farley at number nine, and then maybe in the second or third round, double dip with the best guy on the board. They cannot wait, though. I wouldn't want them to use every pick at cornerback, but they can't take a guy in the first round and then wait till the seventh round to take some jag. They have to rebuild this depth chart fast. So if it happens, I wouldn't hate it. They need cornerbacks that badly. Very true. And it's a, it's a topic I have floated on this very show multiple times. Three corners in one draft. I mean, if you've got the ammo, go do it. Uh, Zach, a.k.a. Burn, comma, the guitarist, Hey, guys, do you think we'll be affected by the rumored cap massacre next week? Are we getting anyone? Are the Broncos on the block? Are any Broncos on the block? I think all Broncos are on the block, if you want to know the truth, right. in terms of if the phone rings, George is going to listen. That's his MO. doesn't mean he'll make the deal. doesn't mean he's actively seeking to trade somebody. But if the phone rings, he'll, he's definitely going to listen. And I think that's probably true for almost every GM out there with maybe the exception of guys that have that young bona fide franchise quarterback, they're not listening to that call with the exception of Houston right now. But nevertheless, the cap massacre guys, I think it's going to be overblown in terms of the way the media is, is building it up because as Zach, you're so want, I mean, you're so uh, fond of saying it's voodoo, the whole salary cap where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, for the Broncos, you've got uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh man, I just had it. The new cap guru, Hurtado. Hurtado. I almost said Hidalgo. <laughs> Rich Hurtado. Um, they can do some pretty magical things, all right? They can they can uh, weave some sorcery on the salary cap. NFL teams will be able to do that. There will be some casualties, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's going to be apocalyptic like some might say. And if that's the case, it just only benefits the Broncos if there are, in fact, multiple, multiple, multiple bigger name cuts. That's what I was going to say. I think it's going to affect them positively because they're going to be able to get some guys on the open market, you know, fairly at a discount, you know, let's say, and they have, you know, the fifth most salary cap space pushing 40 million. They can still make some more, more moves to get some. Um, but in terms of the block, I don't know if it means trading block or chopping block. Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, Nick Vanette at tight end. They have some fat left on the roster they can trim. But if anything, this massacre, I'm kind of with Chad. I think it's a little overblown. The media looks for a storyline every year, and the cap went down, so that's their storyline. They're going to be a wave of cuts. We've already seen some of it happen, and the Broncos could get someone on the cheap, but I don't think it's going to have any adverse impact on the overall plan that Peyton wants to put in place this offseason. Super chat. From a superstar, Jamal Killings, one of the coolest names in our community. Good to see you, my brother. Appreciate that. He says, just showing some love. Hashtag Bronco for life. Thank you, Thank Jamal. Thank you, Jamal. Uh, we got a very generous super from BG. 
again, jumping wow. in his second super chat of the night. Love you, bro. Uh, make you, sure you, you reach out to us. If you'd like to come on the show, you know, all you need is a smartphone, a laptop and, or a uh, tablet too. So we can make it, we can make it work. He says, so hearing about Dak and Watson, if we give up that, I would rather see what it would take to get the first or second pick and get a rookie that the Broncos like instead. I can't see it costing any more than what everyone thinks it would take to get Watson. So, yeah, the idea of trading up into two probably would cost you less, honestly, than what it would take to get Watson, but you're getting a less proven commodity, right, if if indeed that is what you want to do. Your thoughts, Zach, and thank you, BG. Love you, bro. Uh, first of all, Brian, I'm over Dak Prescott's contract as well. It's it's off season and a half now. I want some resolution there. But, you know, there might be more of a guarantee with Deshaun Watson in terms of him being proven. But you never really know if Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or even Trey Lance could be a better quarterback at the NFL level, have a higher ceiling than Deshaun Watson has. I'm still not on board with it. And you, you said what it's going to take. It's not going to cost more than what everyone's saying. Everyone's saying it's three first-round picks, a second-round pick, Drew Locke, Bradley Chubb. It's just way too much, and any more than that is just ridiculous. Everyone has their opinion, Chad. Obviously, Brian wants Deshaun Watson. I just think it's, it's unlikely, and as unlikely as the Broncos moving up for a quarterback this draft. Do not be surprised, guys, if that quarterback they acquire is named Andy Dalton and not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because Fitzpatrick, it sounds like he's off. He's taking himself off the board, right? We we haven't discussed this, uh, but Brian Fitzpatrick, according to the reporting of longtime insider, and he's actually in the Hall of Fame, John Clayton. According to him, it sounds like Fitzpatrick is going to retire. He also mentioned in that report uh, Andy Dalton and Alex Smith as possible candidates to come to Denver. But you know, it, obvious. Everyone's saying now. Everyone's intimating the Broncos will bring in competition. Or a backup, we just don't know who exactly that will be. Gary Fryer, a newer name on Super Chat. Welcome. Thank Welcome, you. Gary. Thank you. Connect, connect with us on Twitter. We'll do the, the handles here in a bit, and you can know how to connect. So thank you. He says, it would be a travesty to lose Miller. I pray Peyton makes it work. Pay Simmons and Shelby Harris. Yes. I like Jackson, but he's slowing down. Cut bait. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag Bremerton. Who else did we have from Bremerton? We had someone on that was from Bremerton. Oh, Pacific Northwest. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, Boggins, right? Or no? I know Boggins is Pacific Northwest. Nevertheless, Gary, point taken, my dog. Jackson is slowing down. Now, I think there's a few MHHers uh, as far as our staffers who would pick a bone with Zach and I when it comes to, you know, the notion of Kareem slowing down a little, showing signs of that last year. But I think it's at least undeniable to say he took a step back from the version he was in his first year with Denver in 2019. It, watch the film. That's what I was going to say. It's it's not up for debate. If you watched the film last year and saw his safety play, he was slowing down like Darian Stewart was in, toward the end of his Broncos tenure. You can just see it. You don't need analytics or stats. It's, it's the eye test that says it. All right. We've got one here from Jason. Uh, a message there. Appreciate you. He says, I've been tuning in for a long time. Appreciate the concise analysis, the comprehensive explanations, and witnessing the mutual respect you two have for one another. Hashtag Michigan, Denver Broncos for life. Great to see. Appreciate the, the kindness there, Jason. And uh, we love you, buddy. Appreciate you. But Chad and I um, hate each other. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I mean, we. this is a total <laughs> act. I mean, we can't <laughs> yeah, We're mortal enemies in real life. Uh, Nolan, bad heart bull. 
on YouTube. Very cool handle. Very unique. Newer name, Zach, to, uh, That's right. welcome. to Super Chat. So welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter, my friend. He says, Zach and Chad, I love these shows and chat sessions you guys do. In both your opinions, what are your thoughts on why Deshaun Watson isn't a definite target for the Broncos front office? Well, we don't know that he isn't, right? Um, Peyton couldn't comment specifically on Watson because it would be violating tampering NFL tampering rules last week when he was at the podium. But, yeah, I mean, we heard the reports, Zach, that Texans have had multiple voicemails, right, from GMs around the league calling to check on Watson that have gone unreturned. I mean, if I were a betting man, I'm betting dollars, donuts, you know, you name it, that one of those messages was from UC Health Training Center. I here's where I, I the pursuit of Deshaun Watson, I think, is fairly guaranteed. But the acquisition of Deshaun Watson, I think, is unlikely. I think that's the best way to put it. We all know. And George Payton said himself, he's going to be involved in every deal. He will be aggressive in, in upgrading the Broncos roster. And he said, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a safety, I want to have the best player and the best team of, out there on the field. So I'm sure he left the voicemail, like Chad said. I'm sure he'll continue to keep up with the situation. But based on what he said in his press conference and based on how he's operated as 14 years as an executive with the Vikings, I just think it's unlikely he sells the farm, mortgages the future, and all of that, all the cliches you want to use for one singular player when it goes against everything he believes in as an NFL expert, GM, executive, whatever title you want to use. He's been around the game quite a while. I just don't see it happening. All right, we got one or two more, and then we got to dip on out of here. Uh, James Boyd, thank you for that super chat, my friend. Connect on Twitter, all right? He says, trade back to 12, get Farley, draft Richie Grant uh, with the second trade back. Uh, draft. All right, so trade back to 12 and get Farley. Draft Grant with the second trade back to get Jabril Cox. Too much? Did I botch the syntax there? I think I, I did. I think he, what he's saying is trade back to 12 to get Farley, draft Grant with the second-round pick, and then move back up in the huh. second round to get Jabril Cox, I think. Too much? No. I mean, think of the holes that are filled, especially if you end up cutting bait with Jackson and or – well, we know that the franchise tag's coming for for Simmons. That report's out there. Like, it's he's going to get tagged. If things don't go well with Jackson and you move on, I mean, Richie Grant, problem solved. Here's my thing, though. Farley won't be there at 12. I, I don't see any universe where that's, that's a possibility. But, you know, crazier things have happened. Who would have thought Bradley Chubb would be there at number five in 2018? Uh, John Houston with another super with a message for Liliana Muti, who says, I followed your son at Fresno State. Was glad we got him. Really think uh, soon he will take Glasgow's job on the O-line. Muti is a yeah. mauler. No doubt he is. And... You know, what great insurance Natani Muti is for the Denver Broncos because, you know, Graham Glasgow, I think last year was kind of an outlier for him in terms of he wasn't bad. He was solid, but he wasn't anywhere as good as what you would expect for an $11 million a year guard. But I think that injury, he had the ankle. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, didn't he at least either caught the bug or had to go into protocol even if he didn't catch it and missed a game or at least one game as a result. So this – an out, a lot of different outlying factors there for Glasgow, but when Natani Moody had his number called in that game, what was it, the uh, Carolina game where he started right guard in place of Glasgow, man, he you know he wasn't perfect in pass pro, but as a run blocker, as he said there, man, he's a, he's a road grader. 
I didn't like Glasgow and Detroit, and I thought the Broncos overpaid, but thank God they drafted well because Moody, I don't hope he takes Glasgow's job. I expect him to at some point this season, either through incompetency or, you know, injury. Moody is the future, and the little that we saw of him, Chad, he was a mauler. He was an animal. The run blocking went up, you know, tenfold with him in the lineup, so I can't wait to see him blossom and grow in Denver for years to come. All right, we got to rapid fire these remainders, boys, and then we're out of here. Uh, Dennis, one of our great superstars. And uh, Dennis, if you want to come on the show, reach out, email me, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll set it up. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, with the holes we have at corner, inside linebacker, and others, I just don't understand why we would trade down and miss potentially on the Sertans, Farleys, and Parsons, etc. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. It's a great point. I mean, those are considered to be the blue chippers. And J.C. Horn, by the way, when it's all said and done, the South Carolina corner, I think he's going to be viewed on the same level as the Farley and, and Sertans. Uh, oh, yeah, they're from – who was that that said that, John, on Facebook? Yeah, Kalyon. Kalyon. Exactly, dude. So it'll be interesting to see. Can you throw the question back up, John, if you have it? I, I, Dennis, I think you answered your own question there. With the holes they have at cornerback, inside linebacker, and others, that's why they would trade down. But I believe the only condition of trading down is if Sertan, Farley, and Parsons are not there. Otherwise, like you said, J.C. Horn, he reminds me of Justin Jefferson from last year. I know different position, but the, the, the number four, number five guy in the draft class ended up being the best guy in the draft class. And if they settle for J.C. Horn, it might not work to be a blessing in disguise. So if they trade down, don't hate it immediately. Let it let it play out and uh See what happens. Uh, BG again. Wow. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, He says, during the draft, I questioned Jerry Judy's personality. Eric Trickle, I think is who he means here, answered saying he wasn't worried. Thoughts? I wouldn't be mad if we traded Jerry Judy. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was more alarmed about Jerry Judy's, and it's minor. It's not true alarm, but say concern about Jerry Judy's personality post-draft than I was pre um, but yeah, there's, I think a lot of it, Zach is just simply attributed to his youth and relative immaturity. All right. I don't say that as a barb. Uh, I don't say that as a dig. I just mean, look, I'll tell you what, when I was 20, 21 years old, I mean, in terms of the maturity scale and being a stand up cat, just all those, you know, it takes time to kind of grow into that a little bit. So give him time. And I think he'll be that, um, you know, the first things first for Jerry Judy, he's got to focus on those hands and then everything else. Become, the whole universe opens up to him as long as he stops the drops. Broncos aren't trading Jerry Judy. Plus, this was all heightened by the Broncos having a losing season, and he's not really used to that coming from Alabama. Winning cures all, so if the Broncos win this season, all the worries about Jerry Judy's personality will be a thing of the past. All right, we got one here from Dave again. Thank you, Dave, from Georgia. Hey. How is John Clayton in the Hall of Fame? But Randy, <laughs> That's a good question. Well, there's a segment for um, – key media journalists um, who have co- whose contribution to the game is just so epic that they deserve, um, you know, canonization in the hall. So that's, that's, it's not a, it's not a comparison to player things. I mean, it's a specific thing for media. So just FYI, um, go ahead. Jerry Jones got in before Pat Bowling, you know, crazy things happen in the hall of fame. Yes, most definitely. Uh, Brandon again. Thank you, brother. He says, Bama Broncos. We have three uh, third-round draft picks. Who would you pick up in free agency? We have three seven draft. I think that's what he's saying, right? We have three seventh-round draft picks. Do we? I'm not sure on that, but let's just get to the question. 
who would you pick up in free agency? I would take a hard look at Xavier Rhodes because I think he could he could be a solid scheme fit for Denver. I think Bob Morris in his latest, uh, I think it was his nine-point free agency plan for George Payton to crush it this year, he made mention of uh, Xavier Rhodes. And I'm, I'm inclined to agree with him. If you could get him here on a, on a two-year deal that protects year two, so in other words, you guarantee year one, get him here. If he works out, great. If not, in year two, you can move on with a relatively little cap hit, you know, dead cap. I like Xavier Rhodes rather than going out and having to bake, break the bank sack for a Patrick Peterson. And Richard Sherman, I know he's got some utility left in the tank. Um, good to know. Thank you, Kayleon. Uh, I know that Richard Sherman has some, some juice left, but I don't think it's going to be worth the squeeze in terms of what he's going to cost. Right. Yeah, that's why I'm an, I'm I'm right there with you. I think they'll go second tier. Mackenzie Alexander, given the, the connection to George Payton. William Jackson, I know he came from the Bengals, but he's a really underratedly solid cornerback. Might cost a little much, but Mike Hilton, uh, there's, there's some cheaper options out there. That's why I think the Broncos will do. Just for depth purposes, they can't have just all rookies. They'll sign a veteran for a two, three-year contract, incentive-laden, low guarantees, and use a bulk of their resources in the draft to address the position. Steve Hearn again. Thank you, bro. He says, I do not want a high dollar quarterback like a Watson, Dak, or Cam. I don't think Cam's going to be high dollar, dude. I mean, Cam's high dollar days are definitely in the rear view, but we feel you. I mean, you know, one of the benefits of having Drew is you've got a cost controlled quarterback. If you can get him to turn the corner, that has so many um, collateral benefits for your team on a salary cap level. I mean, look at the Chiefs. Before they won the Super Bowl on Mahomes' uh, rookie contract, they were able to build, you know, they didn't have a $30 million cap hit per year. Uh, look at the Seahawks when they beat the Broncos that year with with uh, Russell Wilson on his rookie contract. There are several instances of that, and it's crucial if you can exploit that benefit, but not all teams are able to do so. You know, not that I think they would or not that I think he'll, they'll have the opportunity to, but I'd be a lot more comfortable paying Dak Prescott than acquiring Deshaun Watson because, yes, they're both going to be $39, $40 million a year, but what you save in that is giving up the draft picks, giving up the players. All you got to do is cut a check. If he became available, Dak Prescott, I'd be all for it, but it's a pipe dream, as we well know, so moving on. Uh, Christian, good to see you, brother. Appreciate the super chat. Dude, I think it's safe to say Christian has officially become a bona fide superstar. So love you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, hey, guys, what are both of your contract predictions for Justin Simmons? Uh, does he get a long-term one, et cetera? Hashtag state of being from Michigan. Wow, dude. A lot of our, a lot of community members from Michigan. That's really cool to see. What are both your guys' contract prediction for when Simmons gets a long-term? I think it's going to be around $15 bucks APY. I think it'll be it'll make him the top paid safety in the NFL from an APY perspective, um, but it might not come this year. It might not come till next year because you know if you tag him, you got him for at least a million and a half, if not two million dollars cheaper than that on a franchise deal. He doesn't love playing on a one year contract, but it's fully guaranteed, and you can live to fight another day. If they tag him again, they don't work out a contract, he's gone next year. He's not going to play three straight years on the tag, nor should he. But, yeah, I think he will surpass Buda Baker as the NFL's uh, top-paid safety. It's just what the market bears. Would I pay him more than $15 million a year? No, but he might just get that. And you look at the Broncos' recent extensions or recent players they've signed, they made Garrett Bowles a highly rated uh, top-five 
left tackle in the NFL. They made uh, Brandon McMahon as a top five kicker in the NFL. Judging off those two maneuvers with Elway in the front office no more, but the same Rich Hurtado, the same setup in the front office, I would expect Simmons to get an excess or at $15 million per year. And if anyone, if anyone deserves a top-of-the-market deal, homegrown, it is Justin Simmons. And then um, Shelby Harris. Manny Wise, appreciate you, brother. We got Manny and James, and then we're out of here. Good to see you again, my friend. He says, I have seen that the salary cap floor is set, but that NF- but the NFL has not set the cap ceiling. When should that be done? And do you guys have an idea for what it will be? Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I think, well, we know the, that the, so the floor is equal to the ceiling in this case. All right. So when they say it's going to be 180, all right, that means you can't go above it. The floor is whatever you want it to be. I mean, the floor is to, the ceiling, MJ. I mean, you don't. You don't have to. What well, I just mean in the nomenclature he's using here, like that one eight hundred eighty million figure. Teams don't have to spend one hundred eighty million. That would be a floor. Right. They had to do it. So one eighty would be the ceiling, right? And then teams can either spend one hundred eighty or anything below that as the as the floor. The ceiling is the roof. And it's weird. We don't usually use those terms too much with the salary cap, the ceiling. That's interesting, but it really is true. The floor is the ceiling. In this case, teams are going to be cognizant of not going overboard because they're losing $20 million. In a normal offseason, the cap would have been about $200 million. Now it's about 180 185 A couple of years from now, though, when the TV contracts kick in, it'll be about 250 So the NFL is a minor blip for a future explosion. Okay, so real quick before I grab James, Manny is correcting – uh, there are three seventh round picks. It looks like so. Thanks for thanks for that, Doc. Um, James, again, thank you, brother. He says you botched a little, but in the end, you got it. Have faith. Farley will be there at twelve. Talking about the syntax on his super. Uh, have to have uh, too many holes to fill. We need those extra picks. Well said, James. George Payton might agree with you. Indeed. Hey, you know what, guys? Thank you so much for another phenomenal Huddle Up podcast. Zach and I, John. We have such a blast doing these. You guys have no idea. I mean, the time just flies. And the only reason that we end up kind of hurrying to get off toward the end is when we get when we cross the one hour mark, there are just things we have to attend to with the site that, you know, we'd love to be able to sit here for three hours and just talk with you, but it's just not in the cards. So uh, but when we're on, the time flies so fast and and we hope it does for you guys too in the best way follow and like the huddle up podcast on facebook there's the actual url i just put the link in the chat so you can just click on that boom go like and follow we'll announce this week's uh drawing giveaway for those who are liking and following the huddle up podcast facebook page on wednesday's show so stay tuned for that also connect with us on twitter when we tell you as a new superstar connect on twitter this is what we mean Follow the podcast at Huddle Up Pod. Follow Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad N. Jensen. And also our producer, John K. MHH. I'll show you what that looks like. Uh, just so you have a visual, it, it helps when it comes to remembering, um, you know, remembering handles and stuff at John K. MHH. And then also it's crucial to follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. That's the breaking Broncos news and analysis. If you're not following that on Twitter and Facebook, you're tripping, all right? So make sure you, you check those boxes. Become a supporter so that you can get access to Kelberman's Corner. Today was episode nine. Uh, on Facebook, you become a supporter. And then we will announce tomorrow night the new show date this week that's coming for Eric Trickle, a draft-oriented show. We'll announce that 
date and time tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. But we're just going to continue rolling out new shows and new premium content for our supporters, official supporters on Facebook. So I think it's $4.99 a month and you get access to that content. And uh, we're really putting a lot of time and creative focus into that. And it's a little bit different flavor than what you see in these long form live streams that we do, whether it's Huddle Up, Zach and I, or any of the other podcasts. These shows like Kellerman's Corner and what's coming from Eric's show, different flavor, a little bit different dynamic and presentation. So if you want in on that, go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle, click the big blue button, become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. And look, guys, if you're not able to do those things, last ditch effort here, subscribe. All right. Like the video. Appreciate you and share this out here. And then Zach, tomorrow night, Monday night, we'll be back in the saddle. We'll see what uh, the old uh, rumor mill and newswire has to say between now and then. So have a great start your week, bro. And, and sign us off. Also shout out to Dale. Love you, bro. Yeah, have a great night, Chad, John, Dale, everyone out there. We'll, we were going to get more and more rumors now. Things are going to heat up, Chad, the closer we do get to the legal tampering period, the signing period, the tag deadline, the franchise tag deadline is uh, Tuesday. So we'll have news this week. We'll be, see you tomorrow, though, to recap everything that we know to that point. 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 